This is episode number 806 on part two of building an influencer business with Brendan Burchard. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Thomas Paine said, the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. Welcome to this episode. It's part two of the much anticipated second part of this interview series with Brendan Bouchard, who's the one of the world's leading high-performance coaches, a three-time New York Times bestselling author, hit the number one New York Times bestseller list as well, one of the top influencers online, and a coach to many top performers in the world. He's got a new event coming out called Influencer, which is going to be teaching and breaking down how to monetize your influencer business even more, all the strategies, all the tactics. You can go to influencermagazine.com slash Lewis to get information about tickets to Brennan's upcoming event, Influencer, in San Diego, California. And in this interview... Part two, we talk about game-changing ways to build automated business, why you must honor the struggle in order to scale, the importance of finding reverence for life, and the unexpected ways it can show up, the power of self-doubt and what it signals for you, and so much more. Get ready. Buckle in. This is going to be an incredible ride. Make sure to share this with your friends. I saw a ton of you who were listening to part one, sharing it on social media, so please share this far and wide. Be a hero to someone today by sending them a text message for this link, lewishouse.com slash eight zero. Six, or you can copy the link of what you're listening to right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you are, and just send that link out to your friends. All right, guys, I'm excited about this one, but we also are making a big announcement. Our first announcement for our speaker at Summit of Greatness is live right now. Prices are going up this Friday, June 7th, 2019. Make sure to go to summitofgreatness.com as well. Check out who our first announcement is for our speaker this year. It's a big one. Summitofgreatness.com. Get your tickets. Get ready to come connect live in person from people around the world in Columbus, Ohio this September. Get ready, guys. Go to summitofgreatness.com right now. Get your tickets. I can't wait to see you at the Summit of Greatness. Okay, guys. Without further ado, let me bring back part two with Brendan Burchard. Because there's a lot of influencers that are have expertise and they built this following and they're like, well, I'm still broke. I don't yeah. know how to make money. Yeah. Eh, I don't want to sell something to my audience. I just yeah. want to like add value and be of service. I just want to create cool content. Like yeah. I don't want to figure out this business stuff. It's too overwhelming for me. What should be thinking people thinking about as influencers right now and over the next couple of years as a business model? And maybe you can give a couple examples and then yeah. also talk about a little bit of your model. Yeah, I'd say first, as if you're starting in this space and you're coming from that heart-centered, service-driven place, which is where you and I both came from too, yeah. everyone starts, if their heart's in the right place, they're like, I just want to give away free. I don't want to charge people. Yeah. I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to do business. It's like, no, you're doing a disservice if you don't build a business. And here's the thing. Often people don't pay attention unless they pay. 
Mm. You want to create a real transformation in people's lives, they have to invest something. They have to give something there. But I also say, listen, especially to the new folks, sometimes I'm like, I go, listen, kid, I love you. But uh, since you're so smart and you know everything, you don't need to make money, um, can you show me one major influencer, thought leader, person you admire today? One, show me one who hasn't focused on building their brand and business. Hmm. Show me one. Are you, Oprah didn't care about making money? She's changed a lot of people's lives. One of the richest ladies in the world. Mm. I've been at her ranch up in Maui. I started, you can't even call it a ranch. It's the top of Maui. It's like yeah, all of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I've been at her other homes. It's like she, trust me, she cares about business. And she's built a team to care about business because she knew she could reach more people. Find me one, one influencer, like a major one, like an OG. Like, what, what they're like, well, this, this activist that's building yeah. like a nonprofit that's like right. changing. That was in that movie laws. that made $15 million for them, they <laughs> right, banked right, right. away. You know, so it's like, exactly. you, you're just not, I mean, Tom Shoe, you had him here, yeah. right? He's still, like, he knew if he doesn't sell this shoe, we don't give shoes. Yeah. So you cannot find a major influencer. No one has an, like, that's why I tell people, always notice what's working. Why is it every major influencer focused on their business? Yeah. Why? Because they cared enough about their people that they wanted to be there for them. And most of these people weren't good at business in the right, beginning. Right. They were talented. No they idea. were an artist. They were an actor. They were, you know, a messenger of something. Yeah. But they weren't necessarily talented in the business. This is not right. something that comes easy to people. Right. You're gonna have to learn it. That's it. You're gonna have to apply it. This is why you create so many trainings on this. You're gonna need to find great people on your team to support you because maybe you don't want to build the model yourself, and you gotta hire someone. That's right. And that's okay, too. Yeah. But either way, you're going to have to do it eventually. You're going to have to do it eventually. If you want to sustain this as a, a, a lifestyle and as a career and something yeah. that can give you freedom financially. Yeah. I've been blessed now, you know, to kind of be in the business as a mentor for people for 16 years. The biggest names have come to me, especially this last decade. Wow. And none of them ever said, I wish I hadn't worked on building my business earlier. Yeah. They always say, you know what? I should have focused on the business earlier. It would have given me more freedom. It would have given me more team. It would have given me more capabilities to build and scale and do those art projects that I wanted to do that didn't make any financial sense. Yeah. It's like if you, want, I always tell people, if you want like the freedom to do your art, have the financial resources that you have the freedom to do your art. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So in our industry, there's so many different models. Most today, most people are focused on the, the sponsorship and the brand model, and that shouldn't account for. 10%. Typical influencers who have a following, yeah. they're making money off sponsorships. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and if that's more than 10% of your revenue, what you haven't accepted yet as a business person is what you have is a busy job that other people pay you for. And if they don't pay you anymore, you're fired. You don't have, right. you don't, you don't have, you, or if you're following you, it goes down. You don't down. have yeah. a freedom. You don't have, you have no, you might, there's a difference between having a business and earning money for individual contributions. Mm -hmm. right? Just acknowledge what you have. Oh, when I do this, I earn money. That means you basically have a job for other people who are in control. Yeah. A business or waiting, runs. Or waiting for them to like say, here you go. Yeah, right? a business runs while you're sleeping. Yeah. You know, for 10 years of my life, I've had evergreen campaigns that, so on average, if I stop working right now, we make the same amount of money for three years. Yeah. If I stop working right now, for three years, same amount of revenue. That's crazy. Why? Because I built a business and it was like, I need to build some kind of automated processes that if I'm sleeping, I'm still earning. The business is earning. That's what a business is. It's like a business is automated process that earn even if you aren't doing everything in it. Yeah. Otherwise, you have a very lucrative hobby. You have lucrative individual efforts 
but you're selling yourself short. Or you're a hired talent. Yeah, you're a hired talent. That's, That's a great it. way to put it. You're a hired talent. You're a hired talent. And but you can make a lot of money doing it. Yes, that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But again, let's have some aspirational figures. Tell me one aspirational, I mean, what, what was you know Kylie Jenner sitting there going, oh, I'll just be a hired gun all the time. No, she's like, I'm gonna build my own line. An empire. Why would I do that? Because that's called smart. And so people buy from me. Yes, they're buying from me by uh, you know a sponsorship post. They might as well buy my own product. You got to build a business, and so in our industry, there's so many different ways to do that because there's so many different things to sell. Mm -hmm. What are the different right. main ways that you would recommend? You're like I always tell influencers, make sure you get something digital running in the background, selling all the time. You have to have digital sales and subscriptions these days. So that could be course. Yeah, so, so let's talk, let, uh, my number one thing, go-to for most people is make sure you have a subscription program. Yep. That means people give you every sing, they give you money every single month for access to your content library or to new content. So for example, you and me, we both go live Once every month and we charge people to attend that live That's it. and for the library of the other recordings of previous months. And that model, just it's always running. It's game changing. And so that gives you, it gives you a budget each month. Yeah. Now the only issue with that is you have to show up each month to keep doing stuff, right? So that's just one. You still got to put energy into it. Yeah. So you got to put energy, but that's something that's buildable and scalable. It gives you things like monthly recurring revenue (MRR), which you know people really care about when evaluating your business. Yep. Um, it allows you to have metrics with your team to go, oh, how many new people do we have in? How many do we lose? Let's do better at both of those things to earn more. So I love that digital sales. You've got anything from you know online courses to charging people from, to access to libraries, to webinars, to- Coaching, do, online coaching, right? Online coaching, live or virtual. You have the ability to do seminars, workshops, events, retreats, mm -hmm. books, PDFs. I mean, still this day. Audio. Audio programs. You know, one, you've, I don't know if you ever saw our big campaign. We put, you know, 100 episodes in one of my podcasts. Yeah, a thumb drive. that was the greatest campaign. Thank you. So uh, good. You were running that for like six months because it was, was just crushing, smashing. We sold a thumb drive for seven dollars with all oh, our audios on brilliant. it, our best picked audios. People went crazy for that. Uh, you know, we so, we've sold swag and things like that, but we sell a lot of book packages. We sell a planner. So you've got products and swag. You've got live events and experiences, and then you have digital sales content. And it's about figuring out, well, which ones do you love to create and which ones work for your model and your message? It doesn't work for everybody. Like we were talking about Tony earlier, mm -hmm. uh, Tony Robbins, he doesn't have much of a membership program because his, his method, his passion is being on stage. Yeah. And so you also have to understand everyone's got a different passion or a different way of letting their method shine. Like for a lot of my friends, yes. they're like, wait, you do online courses? I go, yeah. You do five week online courses? I go, yeah. They go, and each, module is two hours long. Like my courses are these huge, comprehensive, like major Trains. curriculum. Yeah. I don't do short courses. Other people, they love a short course. Other people are like, I'm never gonna stand in front of anything and teach anything. That's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. I just wanna have conversations yeah. with compelling people. I'm like, well then do that. So this is where the most important thing is. Your message, your method, and how you monetize off to line up. And knowing who you are. That's where it starts from. When you know who you, you message, are. You know who you are. Because for me, I don't want to be on stage every two weeks like Tony. Yeah. You know, I do one big event a year and I speak on you know your stage or a few other speaking gigs and yeah. they pay me my fee and it's yeah. like, I'm good. Cool, I'll do that maybe once a month. Yeah. You know, maybe. But yeah. it's like I want to sit down and have the intimate conversations. Yeah. Because you're great at that. So this is your method. And, and if you're on the yeah. road all the time, you can't have people here. And my model used to be a lot of online courses because that's what I learned in 2008, 2009. That's what was working for me yeah. at the time. Yeah. Then 
I just said, when I met with you two years ago, you gave me this great feedback of like, well, you need to have recurring. You need to have a subscription. Yeah. You can keep doing the launches and the courses if you want, but you've got to have subscription. Then I just said, I'm kind of tired of doing courses. Yeah. You know, for me, knowing who I am and what I've already created, it's just a lot of energy for me. Yeah, they're hard. They're hard. People don't appreciate how hard it is. Hard. So I just said, you know what? We're getting rid of the courses. We're going all in on subscription. Yeah. And it's been two years. It's been amazing. Change and we did that half-day session with you that really game-changer. Same so, thing with Rachel had the same thing. Yeah. She was kind of anti-selling something. I said, let me give you all the business reasons to have a subscription. Watch what happens with your business. Watch how you can anticipate revenue. Watch how you can grow and have you, give your team something to grow that you don't have to do everything on. Yeah. And it just, it, it always takes, it almost takes me three or four conversations with yeah. people and then they get it. You were like, I got it. And you, yeah. I mean, you were, I think you were actually like, like 30 days. Yeah, yeah. And we were so pumped. I was like, oh my, Lewis is doing it. And here's the thing, it wasn't perfect. Right. I think a lot of people, and it's evolved. You yeah. know, what, what we started it out as, it's now evolved into something else. I think a lot of influencers get hung up on everything trying to be perfect when yeah. you can just just get it out there and start get building it and then make it better as you grow. That's you it. Know, so, so. Oh, my first online courses suck compared to my 28th. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, when you figure out that model, you gotta work that thing. Push it. Like a ton of people have come, like they've, they'll, t they'll take my course and they'll learn, oh, this is how you do courses. And they'll kick out one, they'll promote it one time. And they're like, oh, it didn't work. It's like, you have to stay on yeah. the model. Yeah. You have to work the model. The number one issue I found with influencers often is they never step into the role of CEO. They don't want to. They don't own the fact that they are responsible for the business. So how? Because that feels like, well, that's not art, man. Yeah. But it's like, so so it's like, but if a business owner never goes, I own this business, I own my dream, I am ultimately responsible for this thing growing. Once you accept I'm responsible for growing this thing. Even if you don't push every button, even if you hire the CEO or the CMO or whatever, once you go, this, I'm responsible for this message. I'm responsible for this business. Everything changes. The same thing happened with Oprah. I got to brought, out, brought out to train them when they were in a very significant transition. And we, her, she, her company and I did this course together called Your Next Bold Move. And she was going for her next bold move because yeah. she she Leaving finished the, the show, show yeah. left the talk show, launched own the Oprah Winfrey Network. Network, didn't go so good so far, and it was about a year or two. And she talks about this, so it's not speaking out of school here. She she spoke about like for a year or two, she was just kind of frustrated and angry and like a little bit, or like, well, why isn't this thing taking off? And I, I worked so hard, why should I be doing it? And then she goes, I, it's on me, I got to own this. And she stepped right back in, boom, turned that thing around in two yeah. years because she stepped back in. And that's what owners do often is they kind of step out and they're like, they just, well, it should be easier now. No, it's never gonna be easier now if you care about this thing called scale. Yeah. Because scale is gonna require difference. That's it. And so once you get used to like, oh, I'm gonna do different things to scale, then you stop bemoaning the struggle and the hardship. And this is what I always tell people, you have to honor the struggle involved in building a business. Because if you complain about it, you moan about it, you bemoan it all the time. It's a job. It's just something you don't love. Yes. Anything yeah. you apply hate to quickly dies. Ooh. So if you say, I hate doing email marketing. It's dead. You're toast, right? I hate doing podcasts. You're toast. Anything you apply hate to dies. And so you have to go, okay, am I honoring the struggle here, allowing the hot mess, but staying in it and owning it? The most important thing influencers must do, I tell them all the time, especially new and really young kids, because we, you know, I've got a client right now, she's 17. Mm -hmm. She made $40 million last year. Making money. 
So her parents hire me because I've been in the industry for a long time to kind of do some mentoring. And I kept saying, like, listen, you got to take command. The 17-year-old? Telling her, you got to take command. Telling somebody they have to own something. Like, because listen, we all have the same aspirations. Same. Four, we all have four aspirations our whole life. Our being goals, like who we want to be as a person and our desire to be congruent with that. Our relating goals, how we want to treat other people and show up with other people. Our creation goals, the things that we want to create, the things that we want to contribute. Like I want to do something, right? I want to do something with my life. That's a creation goal. I want to, I want to you know, do a podcast. That's a creation goal. I want to leave a bunch of money to someone. That's creating a significant, you know, meaningful thing. And then our growth goals, how we want to grow along the way. So we have the same aspirations. So what makes a difference? If everyone has the same types of goals, I want to be a good person who's congruent and proud of myself. I want to relate with other people so there's deep, real, meaningful connections, love, and care. I want to create things that I feel like draw out my passions and make a difference. I want to grow into the best person I can. If we all have that same thing, what's the difference makers? Usually two things. Number one, did you take command? Mm. Are you the captain of your ship or did you just get blown around by everybody else? Were you responsible? Yeah, did you take responsibility of that? Did you really take command of your life? Did you take, doesn't mean you have to do everything yourself. It just means that you own it. And then the other thing is community. The people that you're around, yeah. right? Who help support you. Like we became friends because I was like, I can learn a lot from Lewis, mm -hmm. you know? And you were always so humble with me. Like, hey, how do you do this, Brendan? And we were just both givers and it's like, you know, that's it. I mean, I don't think we yeah. have any competition between us other than yeah. I think you're way more athletic and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, and a better interviewer than me, times a thousand. But it's like, you know, it's like, we just, we deeply care about the community yeah. we have. Yeah. But you're here because you were on your sister's couch mm -hmm. and one day that wasn't allowed anymore. Yeah. And you took command. That's it. And everybody has that in their life. So I tell influencers, you have to command. This is a 17-year-old girl. I'm saying, you must command the direction of what you're doing here. You're listening to everybody else. And she's one of these girls who's got all these reps and all these agents and people around her all the time. And I was like, okay, let's sit down. What does it look like to take command of this thing? If it was yours, where's it going? What's happening? And no one talks to her like that. They're all telling her what to do and how she's gonna screw it up and how dumb she is because she's 17. And I'm the guy honoring her and going, well, she's created some kind of, ma there's magic here. Let's." Let's really empower that. Let's really open that up. Yeah. Let's let her control and shape and shift that thing. And that's, that's hard for adults to do. Yeah. It's, it's hard for parents to do with YouTubers, you know, out of the top 100 YouTubers, you know, 15 have been real significant clients mm. and they, and experts academy graduates. And they're kind of like, how, how often that they made a hundred videos and made no money. And if they didn't say, I'm going to do this and, and keep commanding that of themselves, commanding of their will, commanding of their attention, yeah. how many of those huge shows would have never had those millions of subscribers. And every one of them I talk to, they always say the same thing. It's like, yeah, I, I, at some point I just, I took it over. I took mm. back control. It's like I tell people in Motivation Manifesto, you gotta reclaim your agenda. You gotta reclaim your life's agenda. You gotta take command back of that thing again because life sucks it away distractions so that's true yeah and, and and the most important thing you can take command of is your business model yeah what are we gonna do here don't wait for other people to tell you how to make the money or the agents to say we'll go get you the deals you have to be so you know this you have agents you have to be so actively involved 
Otherwise, you get like, wait around forever. You get peelings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, so get clear on the model. There's lots of different models. You talk about this in your courses as well and you'd be covering this at Influencer yeah. at the event. Uh, but there's also mayhem that comes with being, with being an influencer. <laughs> you like this framework of the alliteration? Yes. You got message yes. market, uh, mayhem model. Yeah. So there's mayhem that comes with being an influencer. Yeah. What does that mean? So you're telling me that I can't just be an artist and put out my content and I'm going to start making money and everything's going to be happy, go lucky, and yeah. work forever? Yeah. Some, some of your family's going to hate your success Gosh, and your following. Yeah. You know, You're some be of your, a lot of haters. Some of your friends are gonna be like, "What the hell are you doing? Who are you? I don't get this. Why are you posing?" You know, some of you know, some of your girlfriends and your boyfriends are gonna be like, "You know, too much time away, or why, why, why can't you be more present? Your your mind is always on your dreams." You know, people, there will be relationship mayhem when you commit to your dreams, and that's what the universe set up to test if you wanted it or not. Because it's not just the mayhem of like, "Oh well." I got money now or I'm nervous because that's always going to be there. Like, I'm nervous right now. I'm talking to Lewis House, right? I'm on, I'm on a show. There's a, a wonderful woman over here filming. There's cameras going. I'm like, ah, I'm a little weirded out. <laughs> I don't do a lot of interviews. I'm great on camera in my studio doing my thing. Alone. <laughs> yes, here it's new to me. I'm sweating. I'm all nervous. <laughs> there's always going to be mayhem. There's the internal mayhem of the self-doubt, the fear, the frustration the lack of motivation and discipline that just upsets us that we all have. But the real mayhem that really messes up people in the influencer space is the relationship mayhem. Your brother don't get you, your spouse doesn't support you, you have a partner who steals, you have somebody who takes advantage of you because all of a sudden, now, you, now everyone wants something from you. And when everyone wants something from you, there's gonna be some relationship mayhem, there's gonna be some distrust, there's gonna be lack of, there's gonna be a lot of problems. And I tell influencers like, Anticipate that. Know that you are gonna be challenged. Know that every you walk off stage and there's 10 ladies in the audience, right? I walk off stage, there's four. But you know, <laughs> no, it's not They want something from you, yeah. Everyone wants something from you, whether it's a business deal or a money or a handshake or a selfie or some something. And I joke about it in some ways because it, it is funny. For, for a guy from Montana who's awkward, as weird as I am, to get the invitations and the offers, but also like the schemers and the scammers. Yeah, a lot. And, and it's you, hard to tell what's so hard to tell. what's true, what's not true, what's like the right opportunity. You also, as an influencer, get an abundance of opportunities. Yeah. So the mayhem of hurting people by saying no over yes. and over and yes. over again. Yes. yes. That's challenging in itself yeah. because you want to say yes. You want to help. You want to be a part of projects, but then if it takes you away from your message, yes, your method, and your model. Yeah. Then you're hurting yourself as That's an influencer. It. Yeah, and I tell people it's like the, the way through, because there's two kinds, right? The internal kind and the external kind, right? The internal self-doubt, struggles, difficulties, the external, the relationships, the, the business, the turmoil, the chaos of the world. 
And the way through both of those, the, the, the internal kind, is through your own mindset and habits. You've got to do everything you can to dial in your mindset and your habits from how you think of yourself to how you take care of your body to what you focus on each day to how you reward yourself. Mm-hmm. And the more you dial that stuff in, the less, like to me, at any given moment, with the size of the brands and the businesses and the teams and the relationships, something's going wrong. You know, something is just not right. So I've got to find to be able to, the ability to be peaceful and present, yeah. the ability to deal with the stress and the challenges, you know, the, the, the nervousness, the anxiousness, the anxieties. I've made a life of trying to master that internal yeah. world. So the mayhem is really, when the mayhem comes, you've got to be mastering your mental health, which yes. is the next thing you talk yeah. about. Which is everything you've been saying is like making sure you take care of your health, your habits, your relationships, your reclaiming yeah. your agenda. Yeah. Because when we don't reclaim our agenda, we lose our mental health. I yeah, feel like. absolutely. Yeah. When your That's when you're is, like, ah. Yeah. And so my life is so out of control. I'm like, who let it get out of control? Yeah. Like, let's take some ownership. Because, but yeah, if, if mindset and habits can really help with the internal mayhem, with the external mayhem, you need mentors. It's like mindset and mentors can solve a lot of problems. That's so true. Right? Mindset and mentors can solve a lot of problems. And the external stuff happens. It's like one of the reasons, you know, we we were just with Rachel and Dave in Puerto Rico. And, you know, the reason I met them is she kind of reached out on Instagram and said, I've, I've, you know, she, first she promoted my book, High Performance Habits with, I didn't even know her. She was just talking about it. And I heard all these people saying, there's this lady talking about your book. But then she had the proactive nature to reach out and say, you know what? I don't know what I don't know. Could we get together? And they come up to Portland. And, and everything that we're asking was kind of like, what are we going to run into that we don't know that's yeah. happening? And like, because she f- seeked out you and a few other key mentors yeah. and you guys guided her and Dave on, here's what's going to happen. Here's yeah. what your, people are going to be asking you for. Here's what you're going to need to look out for. And here's the business model you should be adding in. Yeah. You've helped her make multiple seven figures in yeah. you know, six short months yeah. of just adding in a few things where if she didn't know those things, if she didn't seek out the mentorship from you, she would have been struggling more. Yeah, and others too. And, and like you said, she, she sought out a lot of people, which was really great. And, and for the record, because like, we were mentioning her and a lot of people a lot because we were just with them just at, with at my house, week, right? Yeah. So it's just a different, like, but no one is taking credit for anything no. she did or I did She's or you did. Work. She's doing the work. She took command. She's implementing. And she got the mentors. That's it. Like, I was one of those. She got lots of them. And, yeah. and same with you. Like, yeah. you, you learned Everyone from, on the walls. I look at all these mentors <laughs> all around the wall. It's like, and, and that's what you have to do is your mentors, the people you're around, your community again, they're going to help make sure that as you take command and you deal with the mayhem of life, you're doing it well. Like, I'm not allowed to screw up a lot. No. Because my friends are like, yo, yeah. you know, I have a great group of friends. They'd be like, dude, what, what, what was this video or what was that? Or I heard you did this. Is that true? And, and they'll, they'll like, they, there's no way because I've surrounded myself with such quality people. Yeah. They hold me to a high standard that I want to be a good person for that. And my role model mindset won't let me not do that. So I think mayhem, solve it with good mindset, work on yourself. And mm-hmm. give, big health. shout out to Rachel and Dave who've gone through that huge process. You yeah. have done that huge process. When, 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 and so is Jay, right? All Jay's internal work becomes a reflection of his external successes. That's it. All yeah. of us. And when you're a monk for four years, that helps you like keep your mental health in check when the mayhem happens. Help chill out. And he's know, doing two like, hours of uh, meditation every morning. He's yeah. focused. He's like doing the work. Yeah. He's still doing the work. Still doing the and work. I think it allows you to 
deal with everything. What's all the press being on Ellen Today Show and yeah. you know, billions of video views. And it's like all the mayhem that comes with impacting people and what we're talking about next is meaning. When you, when you have your message, you want to be an influencer and reach people and you want to build a meaningful life and a meaningful business, there's going to be a lot of stresses also. Yeah. So you got to take care of the mayhem with the mental health. But what does meaning mean for influencers? Yeah. And what should we be thinking about as influencers? I think the, the first thing is how often people get it wrong as influencers. They're waiting for the day to come where they can finally have satisfaction and fulfillment from their efforts. Well, when I get to a million followers, when I make a million dollars, then I can like myself, feel good about myself, enjoy the day, rest peacefully. I'm like, if you can't teach yourself to rest peacefully now, you're screwed when the mayhem really hits, right? Yeah. That's what happened. a lot of people are like, oh, well, Brennan, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so stressed out and so upset. I'm like, now? You haven't started yet. Yeah. I mean, give it 10 years. So you, you, you really have to immediately take control of that including the meaning of your life. It's like you have to train yourself to draw meaning from each day. Each day, you have to train yourself to draw meaning from it because otherwise it's just one day after another. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, and I'm, you know, I faced my death twice in significant ways, being in hospital beds, think I'm going to die, uh, both accidents. And I, I learned that real reverence for life shows up in the oddest of ways. Real reverence for life is, did you feel this day? Like, did you feel it? Or did you just kind of bumble through, finish it, do the meetings, you know, now you're tired, go to bed? Or did you, like, make yourself feel it? Like, get present, get aware, take that breath, feel the earth, you know, feel your life, feel the blessing of your spirit. And so many people, that, that happens when they're on their deathbed at the end. I was lucky, I had that as a young man. I got mortality motivation at 19 to realize you gotta have reverence for life. You have to make each day meaningful, do meaningful things, but also draw meaning from it, not later. And most, some of the most miserable bastards I know are the people who literally are waiting for some day to enjoy life. But reverence for life shows up in how you felt the day. Reverence for life shows up in your time management. I tell people all the time, look at all these days you wasted. Don't tell me you appreciate life. A lot of people have a gratitude journal, mm -hmm. but you know what shows gratitude? Let me see your calendar. Your gratitude journal, that's a nice reflection. You wanted to talk about real gratitude for life, reverence for life, show me your calendar. Did you maximize each day, is that what you mean? Yep, are, are you actually using your days wisely? Because if time is short, if life is short, then you better be using it wisely. It doesn't mean you need to stack everything in there. It's just like, can I see in your calendar that you're enjoying life? Can I see you're building and growing and taking it seriously? Do you have some time with your family and friends schedule? Are you playing? Are you traveling? Are you playing? Are you enjoying life? Is there, is there some time off in here? Yeah. Or is it meeting, 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 business, business, business? Like there are a lot of people, like especially influencers, they wake up, they create content all day, they check their stats, they go to bed. And if that's your life, that's, an old, that's a very unique kind of secret hell. Mm -hmm. And that goes by pretty quick. It goes by pretty quick. And it's what is the frame is in comparison, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's unique kind of hell is, is waking up and doing something every day only to check the stats on it versus really connecting with the audience, really connecting with why you're doing it. You know, I'm looking above your head here and you've got some legends up there, including Tony Robbins, who's you know, both of our dear friends, and we've, he's helped us, we've helped him in many ways. And listen, he wouldn't be doing this this long if he didn't take deep meaning from the actual work. Every day. 
Because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. A lot of energy, five days in a row, 12, 15-hour days on stage, not peeing, not eating. (laughs) I know. Yeah. You do the same thing, 15 hours a day, no pee. We do the two longest events in the entire industry and the two longest single-led trainer events. And you don't do that unless you make yourself draw meaning because otherwise what's going to happen is, and what I tell people all the time is like, if you are constantly exhausted, you're not in meaning mode yet. And... Because when you're in real meaning mode, it won't let you run yourself to exhaustion. Mm, yeah. It won't let you do it. It will it's say, the hey. sustainable fuel. Yes, it will say, hey, hey, man, enjoy this moment for a beat. Yeah. It's when you're going, that means you're not in meaning mode. And because if you're in real meaning mode, it won't let you exhaust yourself. And that's true. That's true. And you can learn all about this at influencermagazine.com. By coming to the event, I'll be there. Yes, I'm so pumped for you to be there. It's going to be great, man. I've got a few more questions for you, but make sure you guys, if this is resonating with you, if this is connecting and landing for you, then make sure to go to influencermagazine.com right now. Get a few tickets for yourself or friends. It's going to be in October in San Diego. Yes. First one ever. First one ever. It's going to be a game changer. For influencers, by influencers. It's not for agencies. It's not for VPs of McDonald's and brands. It's for the actual creators who want to understand the business of it all. So it's not like a VidCon where you hang out with fans and that's all cool. This is for the actual influencers in the space doing the actual work, building the real career and trying to figure out how to build a business and the brand with real tactical instruction versus like conversation. It's like we're we're trying to elevate the industry and to elevate the industry, we need to give them more tools and education and a place where they can be together versus hang out. Mm-hmm. A place where they can actually learn the model versus being pitched something, mm-hmm. right? Because you know you've been, you've gone to these other events and it's just like it's just like everyone's pitching and, and and then there's all these brand deals trying to happen and everyone's trying to know how instead of like hey guys, this is how you do this well, mm-hmm. you know? It's like why why we got everyone together in Puerto Rico? It's like hey yeah. let's let's talk about it's this powerful. is hard. It is. Let's, let's talk about and how it's we constantly do it changing. So what worked two years ago may not work right now. That's right. So you've got to constantly adapt and change and evolve. And yeah. That's why this that's is why we're making an thing. annual event. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm curious, why do influencers or anyone deal with self-doubt? When you've achieved a lot of success, why does self-doubt creep in when you're just starting? Why is self-doubt there? And how do we eliminate self-doubt? Yeah. Self-doubt is one of the first signals that you deeply want to grow. Mm. And most people start with self-doubt being a bad thing. I'm like, oh, it's a signal saying, you know what? I'm not yet enough to be able to do that thing I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's a great acknowledgement. Like, I, I hope everybody starts every new endeavor doubting their capabilities, doubting their competency, doubting if they know how to do it. The difference is successful people and unsuccessful people and the way they deal with the doubt. Like self-doubt for if you're like struggling and you're always unsuccessful, it's because self-doubt is stopping you. Successful people, they have the same doubt, but they're exploring it. They're like, oh, and they're acknowledging it. You know what? That's true. I don't yet have the capabilities to do that. So agenda item, go get capabilities to do that. Mm -hmm. They don't let the doubt stop them. It's when doubt delays you or divides you from other people or destroys your progress that it's a problem. But it's a good cue to have come up. You know, because if, if it never comes up, you'll never say, I don't know. Or you'll never say, uh, I don't know how to do that. Or you'll never raise your hand for help. So self-doubt is a good mechanism in the human experience. 
It's when it stops you that it's a problem. Yeah. And so the goal is to explore it, and the goal is to realize that it should be a cue for you to learn and ask for help. Mm. And what most people stubborn. do, yeah. you know what they do? They get self-doubt and they go silent. But in the silence of self-doubt, that's where the suffering is. When you speak it and you share it, say, hey, Lewis, um, I'm about to do this podcast, man. I've never done something like this. I have no clue what I'm doing. When I do this, how how do you think through it? Could you coach me and mentor me? That is a proactive way to meet the self-doubt and then overcome it. But if I go silent with it, that's where the suffering and the stopping happens. That's powerful. This one's on love. When do you personally feel the most loved in your life? Denise. Yeah, my girl. You met met my wife. So she believed in me. No one did. And... It's not just because she believes me. She's just an exceptional human. You've met her. She's kind. She's thoughtful. She's uh, smart and beautiful. But she also, she just holds good space for other people. Yeah, she, she does. She inhabits a good space in herself because she's at peace with being a good person. And then she, she just, she's calm and she holds good energy. And it's been hard being married. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and what I mean by that is marriage <laughs> will challenge you so much and I feel most love, though, in the marriage as much as it's a challenge, even though everyone who knows us, like, we have this, like, you've seen us. We are so sweet on each other. Yes. But I, the reason I say it's hard is because, uh, as you know, in 2011, I had a brain injury. And there was a good two and a half years. Hmm. I was not good as a husband. And I don't think I was good as a man. And what I mean by that is I was just like, I had anger issues because the brain injury, I hurt mm. you know, the prefrontal left cortex, I hurt my cerebellum, I hurt my hippocampus, I was having trouble with memory and motion and with controlling my emotions. Yeah. And so the calmest guy in a marriage ever all of a sudden was like being angry and like getting upset about the stupidest stuff. And the reason I feel so much depth of love with her now is because we went through that. I really believe love grows in the, that fertile, sort of what is that phrase? Love grows in that fertile soil of struggle. Mm. And we have struggled so much from having nothing to building our lives. She built an amazing business as mm. owning exercise studios, had 30 employees, a great mentor to women. She went through tons of tons of challenges as a business person, as have I. But then that injury brought us really close together, wow. even though in the short term it was so painful that we survived it. That's where the love has grown so much, you know. What does every influencer need to be aware of with the partner they choose? Whether a relation, mm. like a, a dating relationship yeah. or a marriage. Yeah. What, they need, what do they need to have in their partner in order to be able to take their influencer message and share it with the world sustainably? Yeah. Without too much stress oh, and chaos from yeah. the partner. You know, that's a good one. feeling like, point. oh, maybe yeah. I shouldn't do this because I'm hurting my partner. That's right. Uh, I gotta dim my light a little bit because I don't wanna make them feel insecure. What What do you need to look for? Yeah, I'd say, well first, read the chapter in Motivation Manifesto on love because love is not something that exists in another person and love is, is hmm. a universal energy that we can tap into and we don't need it from another person. So it's removing need is the biggest and the hardest breakthrough in all relationships. Removing the need. For yourself not, and for the other person. Yes, not that it's always gonna be there. The second big idea is, listen, their permission or understanding is not required for your progress. People tell me all the time, well, she doesn't understand, right? I'm like, why do you think she has to understand? 
Why, why do we think everyone has to understand intimately our hopes, our dreams, our needs? You probably don't understand theirs. It, like You can seek to understand it, and you should, but it's okay if they don't get it. It's totally okay because they have their own path. There's a lot of people in our world, you and I, we think like, what are they doing? That's weird. That's not what we would do. But they don't need our permission. No. You don't need the permission, the sport, the understanding, or the cheerleading of everybody around you to follow your dream. Because a lot of people say, well, I'm in a bad relationship, Brandon. That's why I can't succeed. I'm like, okay, well, one, have some really honest conversations there, please. And a lot of them, and consistently. But then also, if you can't change the relationship, then change your expectations of what that relationship is supposed to give you. Because you don't need to be an influencer and to be a role model. Everybody around you doesn't have to be perfect in cheering you on. In fact, you and I have had a lot of doubt and a lot of haters Uh as we've grown. Matter of fact, I think the bigger you grow and the better you get, the more people will question you and not get it because your messaging is scaling. And so anticipate that not everyone's going to get it. But what I would recommend, if you've got a good person and you're trying to grow together, is just be so diligent about sitting them down and always painting the future. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like painting 20 years out. I mean like... Okay, honey, it's Sunday. Let's look at this week. What's your week look like? What's my week look like? That Sunday check-in to think about where you've been and now where you're gonna go is so critical to growth. I mean, I can't even emphasize how important that is. Like, because if I know she's got a challenge on Wednesday, I'm gonna be a better husband for her on Wednesday. You know, if I, 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 she knows I got a big interview, she's gonna cheer me on in the morning with text. Like, you can't support each other unless you know what each other is facing in the upcoming next seven days. That's powerful. Yeah, that's really powerful. What are you most proud of personally in your life, personal life? What could be your business too, but what is the thing, if you could say one thing I'm proud of in my life? You've done a lot of things, but. That's a great question, brother. Um, I would say just consistency. Like, I know that sounds so weird, but like every great thing of my life came from being consistent mm-hmm. and congruent, even when it was hard and difficult. Like, I, I would love to say, well, what I'm most proud of personally is my love with my wife, my, my contributions, my books, but all those things had this consistency of effort behind them. Uh, I, I'm proud of myself for not giving up mm. all of those times, you know, because I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm proud that, uh, you know, I've been a good man to my family and my friends for a really, really long time with very few exceptions that came mostly from my brain injury, yeah. you know? And, and I, I feel like I've been consistent all my life except for that period of time when my brain was not working. And, you know, Dr. Daniel Amen, who treated me, and, yeah. and thank God for him and a couple of the neuroscience guys who got me back on track of just, you know, I wasn't consistently working out or consistently being nice or consistently doing my art or my video. I was really struggling. Making it through that. Yeah proud of that because that was really hard I, I mean I, I stepped off I think I think you know the story but I'd finished uh, I'd finished an experts academy got off stage you know a couple thousand people out there and you know they do that thing where you finish and they call you back yeah. you know and they're like ah you go back again and you thank you thank you and you go back and they, ah, and they do it again three times this happens right uh-huh. three callbacks and I go off stage and I didn't feel anything didn't feel jubilation didn't feel joy didn't feel satisfaction, didn't feel pride, didn't feel like I'd even made a difference. I just didn't, because my brain was hurt and that part of the emotional processing just wasn't working. I just didn't feel anything. And I literally stood there and I'm like, it's time to hang it up. It's like, if I don't feel this anymore, it's time to hang it up. Mm. 
And I really did. I, I made that decision that day. I was like, I'm gonna hang up the events. And this was 2013 or 14. And, and it's like, you know, since then, tens of thousands of people have been to our events. But I was gonna hang it up. And uh, luckily, I, I just, sometimes when you know you're hurt or you know you're in pain, that's a good time to tell yourself, let's not make major decisions yet. Let's, let's get some help. Um, let's try to heal. Uh, let's try to work our way through, and, and then we'll make these big decisions. And, and luckily, I had that, a mentor told me that. He's like, well, you know, you're not feeling yourself yet. Maybe don't quit yet. Yeah. And thank God. So I just stayed at it, stayed consistent, stayed consistent in my healing, stayed consistent trying to be the best guy I could, and it, it turned around. It paid off, yeah. So Consistency, I, think, I know it's a weird, it's a weird thing to be. I think I've never heard that before, but I know. it's so true. That's a good thing to be proud of. Yeah, Because weird, I think right? the hardest way to make a big impact is through being consistent. You can't make a big impact yeah. without being consistent. Yeah, because I'd love to say it was some accolade. Yeah. I, I would. For me, or your marriage, but it's like it wouldn't be successful wouldn't marriage be, without the consistency. That would have been it. And if she hadn't been consistent, that's true. You know, so having the heart of a of a consistent fighter, warrior, lover, caregiver, brother, friend, worker, uh, artist, that consistent heart, that 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 can really turn into something meaningful. You talk about sparking joy all the time. Yeah. What is the thing that brings you the most joy? Uh, teaching. Just teaching. Yeah. Like I, I, I used to say it was writing because I love to write, but the writing is really, I'm teaching. Yeah. Uh, I just love, I love to share. I love to share what I've learned or I've researched or I've seen with people. Teaching is, is I, I feel like I'm a teacher at heart. Um, I'm most happy and engaged. Like even during this interview, when we were teaching something, I felt so much more calm. When you're asking about me, I'm like sweating. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's just oh, like- Give the framework. No, you're doing you're so like, great, yeah, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's just where I feel so comfortable is, is just sharing and teaching. I was born to teach. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that, but I literally had finished my 17th course. And I had a new videographer help me shoot that and, and he had never seen me shoot a course. And he's like, oh my God, he's like, that's, I've never seen someone, because I'll, I'll do two hours extemporaneous teaching. Yeah, I mean, I've prepared, I've prepared, I know my framework, but it's like, how and I'm like that for me I know that's a gift because uh, I suck at so many other things I know that that's a gift yeah. and so I try to step into that and every time I I just feel like so much of joys in life we sit around hoping we're gonna get but when you are in your gift the joy is just there mm -hmm. you don't have to work it's super it. hard it's just there it's always there yeah if what doesn't happen in your life that will create regret if you don't accomplish or don't live or don't be. It's the end of life. And if you don't do what, you will regret it. Maybe it's something you haven't done yet. Maybe it's something that you're doing that you stopped doing. But what's the thing that you will live with the most regret if you don't do? If I didn't make myself feel the days. Because, you know, achievements come and go. You're New York Times bestseller. Three weeks later, you're still in the grind. Yeah. You know? Hey, you hit number one podcast. Okay, we've, we've both done these yeah. things, but now we're here. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like regret really comes from you just didn't feel the days. They didn't have to be special, right? Because I've been with a lot of people, I've been in the hospice a long time. I'm doing hospice work after my, um, my accident. I wonder if a lot of people went through the same thing I did. Um, and people don't talk about big things at the end with being regret. It's not like, you know, I should have moved to south of France and drank wine. You know, it's like, it's more like, you know what? I, I wish when we had barbecues in my 
backyard, I, I was nicer to my brother. You know, I wish when, when I was hanging out with my friends, I, I really saw them smile and I felt it instead of just taking a selfie and walking away. You know, it's mm. like pe- it, people wish they felt more moments of their life. And I'm aware of that for me too, because I, I can remember the rock and rolling years when it was like, whoa. Like now, everyone, a lot of people do what we do. But when we started, not, I mean, we were like, mm-hmm. we were in that OG territory of, of our personal, of the space that you and I play in. And so I remember when it was just so unique and so crazy and things were going so fast and so many deals that it felt like two or three years went by like that and I didn't even sense them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the guy who's so aware of his mortality because I've faced it so many times. I want to make sure I like feel it, you know? I just want to feel it. It's like mm-hmm. manifesto we talk about um, learning to hold two extra beats as time unfolds. So if you're going to kiss your lady on your way out the door, like hold that kiss for two extra seconds. You know, you give somebody a hug, hold that for two extra seconds. You know, mm-hmm. at, at the end of the conversation saying goodbye, just, you know, give them a good look in the eye, for, hold it for two extra seconds. And just like, you don't have to do a tremendous amount of things to feel life more. Sometimes you just have to hold space just a little bit, just a few extra seconds to, to feel and appreciate it. You know, when you say thank you, don't be like, thank you. Just like, thank you and really hold that. Yeah. Like that's, this, you're creating meaningful moments in those spaces that you hold. And so I know I'll be really regretful if I didn't do that enough. Yeah. You know, and that's been, uh, and it's been, a, it's been my own personal challenge since the brain injury because it's easy for me not to do that. Mm. So I'm just trying every day to make sure I feel the day. Mm, I love that. It's something I've been doing for a long time, which is giving long, awkward, awkward hugs. Yeah, you are good at that. <laughs> it's like, hold it for five seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, now I have to be so cautious because of the time of the age we're in. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Where it's like, I'm almost like barely giving a hug. Yes. Especially yes. like a female. Yes. It's just like, can I give you a hug? Can I, you know, it's like, I've got to be very calm. Yeah. So it's like finding the joy in the things that, and, and not being, you know, I don't know. But it's still, you know, there's other ways to have it. You know, like yeah, these Facebook examples, it's just like having that meaningful conversation Absolutely. for an extra two minutes. And not being on your phone during it. Yeah. Right? It's just like, I really feel like the, the, the ultimate trying difficulties of our time is that people are not feeling the day anymore. They are swiping through the day and no real comparison is happening. Emotion of the rise and fall of the videos is happening, but they go to bed at night and they're like, I didn't really, I I didn't feel the day. I did a lot. I was distracted a lot. I looked at a lot. I even worked hard, but I'm not feeling this life. And I'm like, you have to make yourself feel this life. You need to learn mindfulness or awareness practices or try meditations or learn how to breathe. But have that intention, like, I, I really want to feel it. Because after the, the most successful people in the world who I've been blessed to work with or coach, they just want to feel it more, man. They are so tired of going through the motions. They're so exhausted of doing everything else that everyone else wants. And they just want, I mean, I was with this person about four weeks ago. Um, incredibly, you know, cover a magazine person. And I took the, I was, at the, I was visiting the person's house, and I coached this person, and we went for a walk. And I saw this sign that said something about some park. And I said, oh, let's go over there. And this person had not been in that park. Now they lived in this neighborhood, really fancy neighborhood for like five years, had never been in the park. I said, well, let's go over the park. And the first thing, well, you know, we don't have time. And I said, you know what? Let me eat in my time today and give you this gift. Let me, let me eat in my time. So, all right. So we, all we did is we walked and I said, why don't we just walk around the park? And I know this sounds very Zen master stuff, but I was just, I'm from Montana. We're outdoor people, okay? Let's just 
let's take a stroll. And literally, last night I get this text and the person's like, you know what? I've gone to that park every day now. Wow. And, and the, the conversation that I know is having in his head is just like, I'm taking a moment of peace for the day to experience the day and to feel the day a little bit. I tell people all the time, get outside a little bit, breathe a little bit without your phone. We're living in such a distracted age, the number one problem we really have is people don't feel the day, they don't feel their relationships, so they're looking for this for feeling, and they're lacking life. Yeah. Feel it. You gotta feel it. Every day. day. This is called The Three Truths. You answered it last time, so I'm curious to see what you said. I'll go back and review the last I know last what I time. said last time. I'm going to do something different now. Okay, so, so imagine it's your last day. Okay. You, you've accomplished everything. You have no regrets. You felt every day. You sparked joy everywhere. You you know, were the influencer of the, the century. Whatever it is you want to be, you create. And yeah. you have an incredible marriage and relationships. It's all there. But you got to take everything with you. All your messages got to come with you, and you can leave behind three truths. Three lessons or experiences you would share with the world. What would you say are yours? Now I'm questioning what I said last time. My first one would be I'd want to carry on the message of my dad. That's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that message was, you know, my dad basically taught us the same seven things. And I know this is cheating a little bit because there's multiple things here, but it's, it's okay. you know, be yourself, be honest, do your best, treat people with respect, take care of your family, be a good citizen, follow your dreams. You know, it's, it's, it's one of the things I'm most proud about in my career was that the thing, the quote, you know, I've created quote cards since mm-hmm. literally day one. And my most popular quote of all time was those seven things my dad did. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like 37 million times. That, that's powerful. That was just so huge. Um, so I'm, I'm really proud of that. I want to share the truth. From That's my life, but the message behind that is somebody mentored you and somebody inspired you and you had a good parent or family or caregiver or somebody one of the truths is, if they're going to take away everything else, make sure you pass on their message. We live in a time where our elderly are discounted and thrown away in these homes and forgotten. We live in a time where you know, the wisdom of previous generations is completely lost to us because we're so fascinated by innovation and newness that I really believe we've got to have kind of resurrection of this, this feeling of passing on values and, and the wisdom from our parents or grandparents or somebody. So I'm like, that would be something, a truth I'd like to give is like, it's part of your destiny is to carry on something from a previous generation. Mm-hmm. And you know, it used to be just genes and genetics, but now I think it's message and values. And that would be one truth. Um, another truth is that you are so desperately in need of love and you're the only one who's gonna grant it. Wow, yeah. Everyone is so desperately in need of love, and they they think it's going to come from some external thing, but it's going to first come from an allowance and an opening and a permission that will actually allow other people to access that same energy with you that will create what feels like a relationship love. But if you can't access that with inside, then you're in trouble. And then the third thing is nothing will ever be more fulfilling than service. That's true. Nothing. 
nothing you achieve, nothing you give, nothing you make happen. You know, I see people all the time, they hold up their, re- their awards. I did this, I'm this. And I'm like, no, your audience did that. The people you were serving did that. You know, uh, realize no one's really self-made. It's the people who they were benefiting that propped them up. And I feel like you're going to really tap into a deeper level of service in your life when you recognize who is being impacted by what you're doing. That's, you know, whether we're talking about influencers or any other person who's trying to be a role model is really just stay in your heart of service. Yeah. It's hard to be in the heart of service today. It today, is. we're in the selfish kind of mode, the selfie mode, and we aren't in the heart of service the way we used to be. And I feel like if people knew how fulfilling service was, they'd aim for that as much as aiming for the selfie. Mm. Ooh, that's powerful. Yeah, I love those. Those are good, man. You've got an amazing podcast out right now, uh, and InfluencerMagazine.com is the event. If you want to learn more about this and really about high-performance business mindset, they can follow your podcast. What's yeah. it called? Yeah, you get The Brandon Show, uh, which is my podcast, and then we have HPX, yeah. which is the high-performance experience, which is your, your episodes. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, Hopefully, be on there someday, but we've, it's a curated show. So we've got lots of other the top podcasters. They give us their best, most popular episodes. We put them on there because people always say, Brendan, what do you listen to? I'm like, well, I listen to Lewis. I listen to all these guys. So I've been asking them for their episodes. I put them on there so they can listen to them. And yeah, then this event we're doing, I think is going to be a really a, a hallmark key turning point for our industry. October? October 10th through 12th, San Diego, California. Um, InfluencerMagazine.com. Right yeah, InfluencerMagazine is where you can get the tickets for it. it. And the event's just called Influencer. Yeah. That's it. It's like we want people to say, you going to Influencer this year? And everyone goes, oh, yeah, because, yeah. you know, that's where you got to go to learn how to do all of this well. That's it, man. That's yeah. it. So get your tickets. Make sure to screenshot this. Tag me and Brendan uh, and let us know what you thought about this. I got a ton of notes. If you're watching the video, I've got my, my notebook here. So send screenshots to your notes from this. Yes. Share with your friends. I think this is really powerful and a great foundation for people who are influencers or those who want to become an influencer. This is a great message. And they can follow you at Brendan Bouchard everywhere. Yeah, yeah. at Brent Burchard fan on Facebook, um, five million in that community, and at Brent Burchard on Instagram, which I really enjoy. So much fun. I, I'm, yeah. en- I'm enjoying you did a good job. Right yeah, now. you so did a fun. great job. I want to acknowledge you, Brennan, for being an incredible friend. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, the first time I interviewed you, I said I, I was apologizing for judging you for so many years. Do you remember uh, that? In the yeah, first oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was super awkward. Now I remember why I'm sweating. <laughs> I have an association to that. <laughs> But, uh, man, it's been amazing the last couple of years just building a friendship with you. Yeah, thanks, bro. And you never ask for anything. You never want anything. You're just, you are the epitome of service to so many people, to the biggest influencers and to your audience. Thanks, man. And that's really inspiring, man. So I acknowledge you for just the, con- the consistency that you show up with as a friend to so many people, putting on these great events, creating great products, podcasts, these masterminds that you spend all your money on doing and, you know, make sure you take care of all of us. You are a great role model to me and to so many people. So I acknowledge you for, for your love and the joy that you always bring me. <laughs> I can always going to have joy when you're around Brennan Bouchard. <laughs> um, InfluencerMagazine.com to get your tickets. Come to Influencer. Check out the podcast that Brennan, Brennan runs. Final questions. What's your definition of greatness? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I forgot you did that. I thought we were done. (laughs) Definition of greatness, you know, it's evolving. I think the older I get, the more the definition of greatness is entirely tied to the concept of service. Yeah, me too. More more and more and more. Um, And I've always believed that, but I think it is the ability to demand of yourself and command your mind and your body and your day 
to do something that's meaningful for other people because that's what's great, right? You can be good just doing stuff for, your, for yourself, but you become great when you do things for other mm -hmm. people. Brendan Bashar, thanks, brother. Bye, brother. Thanks Appreciate for having me, man. Of course, man. So good. Powerful. There you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode with the man, Brendan Bashar. This is Brendan Week. We had two parts with him all about building this influencer business, this influencer mindset. I loved this series. If you enjoyed this, make sure to share it with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 806. Be a hero to someone today, someone who's an entrepreneur, someone who's got a side hustle. Send them this interview series, part one and part two. Tell them to listen to it right now. I am so excited about this because these last two part series is all about how to build your message and your business around your influence. If you have control over what you're capable of creating in your life for your business, for your mindset, for your dreams. You are in control and we're giving you the information right here. Brendan is breaking it down. I go on uh, his show here soon where I'm breaking down how I've done all this as well. So make sure you guys check out his podcast. Just search Brendan Bouchard and you can see his information on, on iTunes and everywhere online as well. Uh, check out influencermagazine.com slash Lewis if you want to go to an event that's specifically designed to help influencers monetize their message better. Then go to influencermagazine.com slash Lewis as well. And as Thomas Paine said, the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. You don't want this to all be super easy and just to be handed to you. You want to make sure that you are discovering who you are in the process and the journey of taking your message mainstream. I hope you guys enjoyed this two-part series. If you did, again, share with me on Instagram, at Lewis House. Tag me. Take a screenshot of this and post it to your stories. Let your friends know. Be a hero in someone's life today by sharing the message of greatness. I love you so very much, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Great.